0: This is a download from MFR.
1: The eighties rewind again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti we had a battery-operated, sort of rubber latex one. And oh, sorry, um, why we still talking about eighties <laughs> Yeah. just <laughs> well, you control yourself? I'm just giving my toys. <laughs>
0: Is it that difficult to understand? understand Turn taking. Did your mother never go through this when you were a child? No? Eh? Am I bringing up bad memories for you? I do not have a mother. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Flashback.
1: Eight years ago, Sonia came to visit, and she went to use the ladies, and all I'm going to say is she left them a present after her visit. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. See, that's a true story. That's all I'm going to say. The 80s Rewind, again, with Paul Stevenson
0: and Gino Conte. Welcome to episode three of the 80s Rewind Again podcast. Yes, we are back. It's me, Paul Stevenson, presenter of the 80s Rewind show on MFR2, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9pm. And alongside me, as always, MFR Breakfast presenter, Mr Gino Conte.
1: Howdy doody do, and welcome back to the 80s Rewind again, 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 for the third time. And unlike the Star Wars trilogy sort of um, do two trilogies we're doing this in the right order okay Lucas milking his left right and centre I didn't have a clue what was going on I don't know how many stars have been out it's too many too many even though we started the podcast Paul already got angry with me before we started recording you've got to stop picking on me I'm just trying to be like entertaining I know I get excited I'm sorry jeez (laughs) hey who wants me drink my beard look at that
0: but what's happening here? Well, you were away, so back, somebody had to give me any face in the office. Yes, yes. Look, quite a lot's lot happened in the three weeks between podcasts. Yeah. I've become a daddy again. You have for the fourth time. Fourth time, yeah. Wow. It's not a Jeremy Carl thing, it's all to the same mother, don't worry. It's not, <laughs> I'm stuck in the 80s, got four kids by four different women. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Although that statement might change what's the DNA results on it
1: i trying to say. Hey, listen, people thought I looked like Rolf Harris the other day. I've got a wobble board You're <laughs> my <laughs> Oh, wrong, you're an animal Anyway, that's my prop for this week Because last, last time round I had a Rubik's Cube I Rubik's yep. Cube but this time I, I have you I've broke that. So, I just am a little bit annoyed That you've actually forced me to work on the Sabbath I'm sorry Okay, we're recording this on a Sunday Alright you forced me to work on the Sabbath Alright, this is God said not to do this The okay? 80s does not rest, okay The 80s does no. not rest That's sorry. all I can say Listen, all I can say oh. is Jesus never worked on a Sunday. He maybe did the odd Saturday because he used to do snail racing in Jerusalem years ago and stuff. And he was one of those wee lads that used to take the bets for one like in the gangster movies. He used to take the numbers and stuff. And what are you betting on? still number four? Yeah, I'm betting on that. I'm betting on
0: that. I need to get into I need to be back to be. All to. those highly religious people that listen to us have all kind of drifted. It's up
1: obviously now. just for comedy purposes, but I'm just just a bit because I'm working on a Sunday. Working on a, on a okay. damn Sunday. It's Stevenson
0: good. It's all good. All good. Twenty-three minutes into the podcast, we'll announce what's coming up in the show. We have an interview. With With Martika The wonderful Martika Oof Toy soldiers All that kind of stuff Yep And we've also got an interview With the one The only The biggest selling artist Of 1987 Mr Rick Astley Never gonna give Never gonna give you got the right song that time. Well done! You've done your research this week. It's good to see. Good to see. We've also got tributes to Football Manager. Thirty years of Football Manager.
1: Can you hear the Football Manager fans sing? No, <laughs> I thought they'll be
0: Well, fun. Well and we've also got a tribute, Mister Conti's providing us with.
1: Um, I'm going to do a little um, little featurette uh, on ET. I've oh. done a little feature on ET because ET is 30 years old this year, and to celebrate, uh, what's happened is they've issued it out on Blu-ray, and it's a re um, thingy. A I love. I love re I love re-thingies. Remastered. It's oh. been remastered to include scenes never seen before. But if you want to find out what the scenes are, listen to the feature. That's a great idea. So okay. this is episode three of the 80s
0: Rewind Again podcast. And because it's episode three, we thought about talking about threes. Yes. Threes in the 80s. Okay, things that came in threes. Indeed, yeah. I put it out on then Twitter um, and a few people got in touch with me saying what they thought we should mention. And a big shout out to Max Scotia who said the three best t-shirt logos of all time came in the 80s.
1: Wow! Pop Chunk test, pop test. What, what, did, what did you think you said? Oh, four, uh, five, five, five. I'm trying to think. Um, did one of the Goonies did? Uh, what is hand that did the travel shuffle. Chunk and the Goonies <laughs> had a fantastic t-shirt in the Goonies, and I can't remember what that is. I'm going to guess maybe his t-shirt was was one. It's not the one that she mentioned. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. She went with Fame. <laughs> of course. The, the the white t-shirt with the red your uh, lettering. Fame. Fame. It. Choose life whose life that was wham, yeah. Wham, that's
0: it, yep. Take me to the edge of heaven. And Frankie says... Relax. Hey, hey. There you go. Frankie says,
1: "Relax." Frankie says, "It's okay to be this way." <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of, that, I got through the post today.
1: What'd that's you get? Coincidence? What a isn't Sunday! <laughs> <laughs> I've to come back to work today. I pick up uh, my post. All right, I just All thought, right. See, I was Christy. going to say, I know that Jesus is being invoked on Sunday, but posties are not going to
0: get that's true, get. excellent. yeah. So I opened my mail today for the first time. Oh, in brilliant. Oregon's zone. the very best. of Frankie goes to Hollywood,
1: Let's look at that. Look. Look. That's superb. How eighties is that? Don't Big get more eighties than that. I actually really like Holly Johnson. I liked his solo stuff that he did. Americanos. Americanos, blue jeans and chinos, <laughs> Pepsi and Doritos, Americano. oh. Do you know why he did that? That record Americanos? Cuz he wanted to try and get a visa and he thought if I sing about the country they'll let me in. Oh, look at so, this. Yeah. 8 singles, 3 number ones, mm-hmm. classic album tracks and two of the biggest 12-inch singles of all time. Great <laughs> hard one of the 12-inches. Sorry. Rage hard. I can get that back. I <laughs> will <laughs> leave that there. Rage hard in the 80s that's favourite three it.
0: things of the 80s Mr. Conti we'll do one by one this time go on then what's your first um, thing in threes of the 80s I'm sorry I'm just, what are you I doing need a man? coffee.
1: it's a Sunday for, I should be in my bed <sighs> still I should be in my still loving I should be doing some loving on Sunday <laughs> which we which time I
0: was going to say Mrs. Conti's not there so I hope not <laughs>
1: Shut your face I'm <laughs> in with Mrs. Conti Okay You're the one with the, like 17,000 right, right. children Right here we go I'm uh, Yes so for me uh, Top three things in the From the 80s I was thinking about this And I thought right, I'm going to have to start with music We've got to start with music Okay For me Best band of the 80s With three members Has to be Come on Who do you think Best band There's so many bands There's loads members. of bands with three members Girl band All girl band Banana Rama. There we go. Oh. Shabhan, right? Shabhan. Keran and Zara. Oft, I tell you what. Favourite uh, song then from them? Uh, Favourite song from them? Uh, cool Summer. Definitely. July, summer of 1983 cruel summer used in the soundtrack to the original Kid movie I remember going to a, on holiday bend- bend to New York
0: one year and that was played all over the place everyone it was massive it.
1: everyone loved it I mean if you think about it if that was now it would be one of those sort of like summer or before anthems mm. yeah there'd be be um, the teenagers with just thongs and stuff like that on and boys with vests really sunburned running about in, in nightclubs swimming in foam Singing and stuff like that yeah, yes. getting themselves an STD trying to haul a big taxi <laughs> which looked like something out of the Castro regime uh, carrying a big fishbowl Cocktail Take me home driver Take me home (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes uh, But they're not just Chart toppers uh, Or hit makers They're actually Record breakers Banarama. Okay They hold a record For the all female group With the most chart entries In the world Really? That's what I'm talking about Take your Spice well, even Girls Even the Spice Girls And Girls Aloud And all these kinds to of this, people yeah? To this date they hold that record That's pretty impressive actually Well done for your bit of 80s knowledge and research so today What's your first um, I'm making an effort actually <laughs> Less hilarity More <laughs> clarity That's that's a t-shirt right there That's the t-shirt's Less logo Hilarity more clarity
0: yeah. Definitely yeah um, I was going to go with ZZ Top Or There's kind of a lot of rock bands That kind oh, of went wow, around In the ZZ 80s Top, with yeah. threes uh, Police uh-huh. Jam Yep uh, Nirvana started back end of the eighties. The wow. first album was eighty nine. I always Rush. think
1: every time I listen to Foo Fighters, I always think if Nirvana had never been, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, Rush. I forgot. But I tell you what, you and me, right? What oh. we need is oh. uh, we need somebody. Maybe the Dom from MFR News. We need him oh, okay, yeah, We yeah. need to perm his hair, and we are ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> We've got both vocal beers right that's now. True, yes. If we curl yeah, his hair, no. he's a tall guy. Right? Bin the glasses. Yeah. Okay, we'll dress him less like a sort of well brought up English person, and then we'll just be at ZZ Top.
0: <laughs> So, your second favourite three. Stop drinking, we're trying so, to be sorry, professional here. Uh, well, you said we are doing one each. Yeah, and I've just done mine. Oh, so you did die. Is it that difficult to understand? Sorry, Sunday. Turn taking. Did your mother never go through this when you were a child? No? Eh? Am I bringing about bad memories for you? I don't have a mother. <laughs>
1: Right, talking about movies, right? Oops. <laughs> <Talking> about movies. <laughs> Flashback. Three things uh, in threes from the 80s. For me, trilogies, okay? Mm-hmm. I first became aware of what an actual movie trilogy was come, come the 80s. Right. No, yeah? Because uh, the first trilogy for me that sort of uh, locked in, and I thought I have to watch those three movies again. When I knew it was a trilogy, when I knew there was going to be no more, uh, I've mentioned them before, Rocky movies, all right? When I was younger, I loved the Rocky movies. Rocky 3, right? Listen to this. Rocky Barbour, okay? Trying to beat Mr. T okay the new guy in the scene Mr. T making his debut his movie debut as Clubber Lang Mm -hmm. a left handed fighter from Detroit okay and listen to this to beat him to beat him Rocky had to basically fight like a black fighter right and they basically had to swim in a pool for like 17 years that's all he did he swam (laughs) and he swam and he swam and then he had to which when you watch it now it's quite it's quite how can I put this it's not very manly yeah? Right. Uh, he had to lube himself up with Apollo Creed, you aka. Carl Wellers and they had to do like a, a race along a beach. Do you know what I mean? You and I are good friends. If we have a holiday, <laughs> like his family, as we're yep. going on a family yep. holiday, and you want a race on the beach, I'd be like, ah, do one. Okay? I'm sorry, you're the man who two episodes ago was telling us to lube up and play volleyball. Ah, uh, because that was mo- Yeah, I know, but that's, <laughs> that's okay, because you know, but. Volleyball's okay, but like, it's okay. running. Uh, here, here, right, go to Nairn Beach this afternoon, <laughs> lube up and say, anyone fancy a race? Or chase me Okay <laughs> You get deported I did a, uh, I went online And did this poll About trilogies mm. In the 80s uh, What do you think The top trilogy Of the 80s was Or people think Was of the 80s But their top May have in I think, it, I think in you might have 80s. Given it away there When you said people think I think right.
0: A lot of people think All three back to Future films are yes. 80s But they're not
1: Yeah One was 85
0: yep. Two was 89 and then the other was it 90 because like they made
1: two and three back to back. Ah. so that's how it was like falling. you yep. Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah. Big se- films, big films they were. In a sense, Indiana Jones trilogy 81, 84, 89 mm. and it was the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah. Ignore that. Yeah. She left it where it was. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf Indiana Jones. <laughs> Shut your face. Nah, no. he will happened. be murdered before that <laughs> happens.
0: <laughs> Certainly will be. No, I totally agree with that. Indiana Jones, that was just
1: legendary. The performances and that, and some of the scenes and everything. It's just oh, iconic cinema, Lord. isn't it? Uh, and I just love the third one, The Last Crusade. With Sean Connery. Junior. Just cut them on fire. <laughs> Don't call me Junior!
0: I told you!
1: Don't call me Junior. Dun, 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 dun. I should have brought my bull whip. <laughs> yeah, but it's in it's in that cupboard. Special cupboard. You've got to knock it twice like that. And your side door <laughs> opens. It's like a Japanese torture chamber. <laughs> <clears throat> Leave that there. I'm gonna go with something
0: slightly different then for my three of the eighties. And I'm gonna go with something with three wheels. Robin Reliant Oh my Was that 80s? It was actually Yeah well 70s I think it was 60s, 70s It was, it was first made And yep. the production in the UK Stopped in 1981 But then it came back As we know it With the, the kind of Different shape and everything In 1989 And from there It's become iconic Hasn't it? I mean Totally Only foals and horses oh, You think yeah. of that? Trotters yeah. um, independent training That's the one Yep yeah. And um, you think of Mr Bean as well Mr Bean he always <laughs> ran that Poor three wheeler car Off the road Didn't he? With his little mini thing
1: that was genius Every time <laughs> there was a car park You'd run it
0: off the road Or
1: uh, knock it off the side I tell you what I, I remember uh, living in Edinburgh And walking about Like the Middle Bank area And seeing In the 80s When I was a kid Seeing like a pale blue Robin Reliant <laughs> And you thought It's a really funny looking car Bizarre looking pale car isn't it? Have, you, have you ever driven one? I no. can't even imagine driving one No no I always think that. What is it? What is the movie Where they drive one Or the TV show Where they tried to drive A Robin Reliant And they can't corner oh, It was Top, Gun, eh, not Top, Gun, Top Gear Top yeah, Gear did yeah. it And they couldn't corner on it so that's what would scare me The I, just, I, I over. can
0: imagine you'd be taking every corner at five mile an hour just to make sure you don't topple over Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff but, but there
1: is still a few going about it's yeah you still see them yeah, yeah. Over and relying. good shout Paul good oh. shout yeah, so that's my second one. what's your third go 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 uh, my third and uh, I'm going to move away from movies away from music completely something mm. different we've not really covered or touched upon this genre no. before in the 80s Rewind podcast uh, the World Cup in particular meaning sport meaning football we've not really spoke about sport as much there was uh, two in the 80s 82, 86 there was two yeah Spain 82 Mexico 86 yeah. and my three is the fact that it was the first what was the time when Italy won it for the third time so that's my three Tardelli So you had Dino Zoff he, yeah. he was what age? He was what 760 <laughs> <me. laughs> <laughs> He was 40 at the time He was the goalie He yeah, was the captain He led them to victory And it wasn't just Dino's off That was a legend At that time uh, Born can from ju- that Can I just stop you For a second Can I just right. drop somebody In it go right Go for it Go for
0: it uh, Here at the station uh, We work with different Celebrities and stuff And we had the Inverness Cali Thistle Players came up Last season To record some stuff And um, we had the Captain Richie Foran And That's we had right. the Goalkeeper Ryan Essen. Now this was to um, Promote the fact That a new sp- shirt Sponsorship or something Was by an Italian just when you the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that sort of stuff. So they came to the station. We were working with them, and we were like speaking to Richie. Look, like, you're, you're the you're kind of you're the Scottish. You're, well, he's Irish, obviously, but you're like the Roberto Badger. You are not Oh yeah, okay. And We're like Ryan. You are Dino's off. Come on, that's it. Who's Dino's off? What <laughs> exactly? A goal. What SBL goalkeeper? Sorry, Ryan, for dropping you in, but he didn't know Who Dino's off was And you can ask Sports Aldi because he was here, and he was like,
1: um <laughs> I think for that alone you should play a little bits out of the bits they got wrong <laughs> just just about now just so you can hear it. what they are like yeah.
0: <laughs> you know fine we're not going to be able to do this you know we're not going, going to be able to
1: do this hi I'm Richie Foran
0: and I'm Ryan Essen. and as Cali Thistle players we're always on the ball and here's a great value for money opportunity for you so enthusiastic I was here <laughs> eh oh my god oh, come on let's go right. where am I ready Here's a great value for money opportunity for you. boy. No
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I am it- working with here. <laughs> Come on. It's just funny, it's the way you said you. It's just say like you normally, <laughs> will you?
0: You. No, no, I can't emphasize you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, I'll just you. Uh, yeah <laughs> You. While we're talking about Christmas at the club shop, we've got great presents. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, shocker! Come on. Let's just try and get that replicate kit. Replicate cat, kick. It's hard to say when you're uh, going uh, rapid. Uh, Replica <laughs> kit. It's like, how now, brown cow?
1: <laughs> oh, come on, come on. How now, brown cow? Come on. Come on. I did his off, he led them, and then you had uh, remember the goals of Marco Tardelli, oh, goal, yeah, ah, yeah. goal celebration, uh, and also uh, Paolo Rossi. He got six goals in the tournament. Mm. He scored a hat trick against Brazil. Who else can you name that scored a hat trick against Brazil? Unbelievable! Um, uh, and also had my namesake winger in the team. Set up a couple of goals. He was instrumental in the final, despite getting booked half an hour into the match. Bruno Conte. Bruno Conte. Nowadays, what he, what he does is usually throw the match for a bit of money. We <laughs> bung. Yes,
0: Italian football's gone a bit downhill, hasn't it? It, certainly, it? Has. Yeah. certainly has. Mm. Anyway, moving on. I'm gonna go with something which was mentioned to me by Rick Astley's uh, management team actually. Um when I said I put it out on Twitter they came back. You can't forget when you think speaking of threes in the eighties, you can't forget three individuals. Stock, Aiken, Waterman. The they were the eighties. The they were the eighties. Kind of mid to late 80s especially And you think of all the number ones they had I was thinking uh, Dead or Alive They had that uh, You spin me right round That's right uh, They had Rick Astley obviously Kylie Minogue I should be so lucky And Jason Donovan Too Many Broken Hearts All that sort of stuff They had the Kylie and Jason
1: thing going on um, Sonia You'll never stop me That's from right Sonia yeah, I've got a story about Sonia oh. right, I used to work at a radio station Down in the Scottish borders And uh, years ago Sonia came to visit and uh, she used she's tiny isn't she yeah she's really tiny but really 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 lovely really really lovely and she went to use the ladies and all I'm going to say is she left them a present after our visit that's all I'm saying that's all I'm <laughs> going to say there was a present left after our visit that's all I'm going to say that's a true story that's all I'm going to say
0: oh my boy. And thank boy yeah thank you very much for that so yeah um, Stock Aiken and Waterman is my third threes of the 80s wow, so yes they, honestly, they were
1: fantastic they were absolutely massive I mean even like you're like so was it Hazel O'Connor Yes, yeah,
0: they millions it? searching I'm looking for love. Bananarama they obviously work with them Rolling Right, you can throw in there as oh, well yeah, Samantha yeah, Fox
1: Rip Fiends Rip Fiends
0: he's been tweeting me me. Roland shot Roland rat has been tweeting me Does he follow you? yeah Do you no up? I don't think he follows me but yeah, he's yeah. been tweeting you yeah. reference <laughs> <laughs> I love Roland and Kevin the devil <laughs> reference <fans. laughs> What's he been to you like I just ask him random questions he, he answers questions basically so you go on there find, I think he's Sir Roland Rat or something just look for him on there <laughs> ask him a question and he replies I asked it he came on this morning like hey, or something like that I was like did Red you enjoy friend. your extra hour in bed then Roland and he says no because he stayed up too late last night seriously <laughs> true story <laughs> true story check me out 80s Paul look onto it you'll find one of my tweets and stuff like on there
1: I used to remember Roller Drat Hawaiian shirt denim jacket cap glasses in a studio roofie that was my favorite. Oh, I love Roller Drat. You know. Yeah, but Stocky on there was there was that sort of electric drumming and all that 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 sound of the 80s. yeah they definitely had a definite sound they, had a, they totally. had a rhythmic
0: formula behind all the songs and it, yes. they were just a hit machine that's what they were they're were just a hit machine yeah and, um, we've the... spoken about it with um, Nathan Moore from Brother yeah, Beyond that was obviously right. another act uh, a couple of podcasts ago and um, I spoke with Rick Astley as well and he talked about it there was a big backlash I think because the, the the amount of success that they had as a songwriting team there's a big backlash towards like, at the end of the 80s wasn't there they're saying look now this
1: this is, can't go on yeah. much longer do you know what i mean yeah. this is
0: just ridiculous the fact
1: that so many people coming through and mm-hmm. if you think about it now they say history repeats itself 30 years on yeah. it is repeating itself we are actually the like, are full of x-factor yeah. It? yeah it's of x-factor it's fully like successful acts and the, the unsuccessful acts x-factor yeah, yeah. sam and carl still very instrumental in the music scene um and plus as well we're actually starting to get a bit bit bored with the X Factor so the ratings are going down so like what happened to Stalk and Waterman it's like it's all happening again
0: yep it's very true indeed anyway so yeah that was our threes that we threw in there there's plenty of other threes I'm sure people could come up with um, if you want to get in touch you can do you can Twitter 80s
1: Paul or is it the real was it real do you know it's just I, the, Gino Conte, the Gino Conti the Gino Conti G-I-N-N-O the Gino Conti and on Twitter that's it but if you follow Paul you can follow me it's like Genesis all over again. Heard that somewhere before. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> moving on with today's
0: '80s rewind <coughs> again podcast. Sorry. And uh, speaking about a lovely fella, such a down-to-earth guy. And I mean, we've spoken about this again uh, in the past on the podcasts about speaking to these massive superstars. And are they up themselves? Are they this? Are they yeah. not? are they the other? This guy is probably the most down-to-earth man I've ever spoken to in my life. Paul Daniels. He, he was. He was a bit tricky okay. sometimes. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but no, this guy—you can imagine walking into a pub somewhere north of England. You sat there with a pint of ale or something like that. Yeah. This is the sort of thing, and you just what "Mate, how are you doing?" And just chatting along. That's how it felt speaking wow. to him. He was just such a nice guy, just chatting along, like and like nothing was happening. You know, just oh yeah, and I travelled around Japan, told you. Know? It's just that so, so down to where well, such right. a nice, nice guy. Um, and he's back. He's got a new music coming out, and he's, hes hes not being pretentious about his new music. He's saying, "Look, he's not going to take over the world again, but he, he just wants to try his hand at something new. he Wants to put some." new music out there he's done a, a small tour as well which was well received by everybody he went around uh, the, the UK uh, playing smaller kind of gigs because he's used to playing obviously the big arenas not not sort well, of he was stuff. massive oh, of course he was yeah so uh, yeah here's a snippet of the interview with Mr Rick Astley <laughs> delighted to welcome to the show the 80s rewind show a superman who will never give you up i am of course talking about the one and only mr rick astley welcome to the show rick
2: thank you very much i couldn't have written that better myself to be honest there you go
0: well i tried my best i tried my best now my first memory of you um apart from hearing the song was seeing you on top of the pops with those white trousers on and Mm -hmm. being absolutely staggered that uh you weren't an older guy with a beard and all that kind of stuff going on i mean you must get that reaction all the time surely
2: yeah it was it was a bit of a weird time to be honest because I think you know I, I looked probably about 12 years old in those days and uh, yeah it was kind of strange I mean it, to be honest it was all strange everything going on top of the pots for the first time as you say and all those different things it was pretty pretty out there really you know what I mean I just kind of just hung on to be honest a lot of the time but uh, yeah I got some pretty weird reactions for sure.
0: And you were what just 21 at that time weren't you?
2: I was, yeah. Um, I think I sang the song the year before. Uh, we you know we actually recorded it, and stuff, so mm. I was about 20 when I recorded but yeah, 21 when it came out, yeah.
0: So why did you hang on to it for so long? Was it just waiting for the, the right time to release it?
2: It was more, to be honest, uh, Pete Waterman, the Stock Haking Waterman mm. guys. I don't think they were, I mean, going back to the way that I looked and the way I sounded, I don't think they were completely comfortable with the record, and they just didn't really feel that my face fitted what they'd actually recorded, if you know what I mean. So, mm. uh and, um, I mean, that, that kind of came full circle when we went to America because uh, I think it was a, like a, it was a number one record there, thankfully, but it was also a number one in the R&B chart as well. And I went to sing in clubs that were predominantly like R&B, black, music, black American music mm. sort of clubs. And um, and they had this white kid who looked like 12 with ginger hair sort of <laughs> shuffling around on a stage doing a, uh, you know, singing to his backing track in this hip club in New York. And it was all a bit, uh, yeah, it was a bit odd, to be honest, you know, but 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 great times, great times.
0: We are, of course, talking about Never Gonna Give You Up, which went on to be the biggest selling single of 1987 and topped topped the charts in how many countries? 16, uh,
2: 17, yeah, 25, yeah. 30, something daft like Some, that, was Something it? daft, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It was great. But, I mean, you know, that's... It's a weird thing when you have a record like that because it's kind of, you get to see the world, you get to see it through a certain, obviously a certain viewpoint, but... Mm -hmm. uh... And, uh, but also, the craziest thing is, you never have a hit like that again, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, kinda, it's all downhill from there on in, you know?
0: So, yeah. Just going back to uh, what you said a few moments ago about uh, Stockgate uh, and Waterman holding on to the single for maybe a year mm. or so. Um, I, I heard an interview with you from many years ago, and you said that they, they originally brought you in as, as a tape boy, was that kind of a tea boy sort of thing, was that, was that
2: right? Almost, yeah. That, what happened was they signed me to sing and to make a record and all the rest of it, and um, they just became unbelievably busy in that next couple of months months Mm. and um they sort of became flavor of the month and then that became flavor of five or six years or whatever (laughs) it was um so i kind of kept kept my record kept getting put back and um because you know record labels were coming to them with their big artists saying make a record for us kind Mm. of thing and um and i was actually signed to their company their production company and um so uh, it just took a while and pete realized that i was going to get bored and all the rest of it pete waterman that is and he just said look why don't you come and live in london and then that sort of then went on to me going into the studio every day, and that then ended up with me making a lot of tea. But it was it was great because I, I made tea for all the different artists, you know, Dead or Alive, Banana or Armor, they were making albums with them at the time. And I would got to do my demos sometimes as well, so I'd be doing a demo with an engineer who might be engineering a number one record the week before, and that was pretty weird and bizarre. But, you know, it was great times. I used to go to the pub with the three guys, Stockhead, Kim Walkman, Matt, Mike and Pete, and because I was a kid who was signed to, you know, make records with them, I was allowed to go to the pub and just, you know, just be a sponge and take it all in, you know, and that's exactly what I did. So, it was great. It was like
0: a brilliant education in the world of yeah, music, it was. yeah. Yeah. So, what what was the song then? Never going to give you up. How how did that become your song? How did, did they write that for you or is that, that you? They did. Fit
2: no, me? they they did write it for me. I mean, I think I think most of the tunes that they had, they would sit down again, you know, I heard this in the pub more often than not, you mm-hmm. know, they'd sit down and say, right, we're working with them next week. And they'd throw title ideas around. Pete very often would come up with a title. He's not really a musician. He's not somebody who goes in and gets the guitar or anything. But he'd come up with a title and an idea for the tune, you know, a direction for it. Mm. And Matt and Mike would then go into the studio and they would actually hammer that out.
0: Brilliant. And it all just kind of snowballed from there, didn't it? And you went on to become the the biggest artist around in the whole world. It was was absolutely incredible. You you probably could never have imagined that was going to happen, could you?
2: No, I mean obviously as as time was going on with the the, the Stock Walkman guys, I think any any songs that they did were tending to be hits, to be honest, because they yeah. just found that formula that kind of worked on the radio and in, in what was clubs in those days, discos as they were called, whatever. Um so I kind of had an inkling that I had a shot at it for sure. But I don't think anyone can really you, you can't prepare yourself, that's for sure, for what happened to me. I mean, it was um it was a bit weird. And uh and to be honest, I didn't really love it. I kind of smiled and, uh, you know, (laughs) just looked into the camera and smiled and all the rest of it, but I don't don't really remember ever really thinking, wow, this is great and I'm loving every minute of it. There were moments that were fantastic, don't get me wrong, and a lot of the travelling that I got to do was amazing, Um, you know, and obviously the gigs and stuff that I did I really loved, but... A lot of the stuff, I just found it just, I felt like a deer in, in the headlights yeah, of an oncoming I gonna, car. I was, was going to really... say that
0: a lot of the times, especially at that time, it was very flamboyant, wasn't it? The 80s and everyone was mm. over the top and makeup and hair and, and everything like that. And you kind of came along and you kind of, your little shuffles and you, it, was, mm. it, it, was, it, was, it was very different. I think that was probably what grabbed so many people's attention as well.
2: But also, I hadn't been prepped. I hadn't been prepared in any way i mean I know I'd had the background of being at their studios and yeah. stuff and seeing the artists coming through and everything but literally from from me doing some like p r um up and down the country um for never going to give you up, we hadn't made a video they hadn't really <laughs> i don't think they i don't even think we did a photo session for the single sleeve. They just used an old photograph that they had that I'd done with this other girl because I did this duet that Pete got me to do just as like a test thing and mm. what have you, and they used a photograph from that. And um, you know, we made the video that the song went to number one, and that that in the week that it went to number one, you know, and that was, it, you know, in, in the video age of the late eighties, that was kind of nuts. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But it was, yeah. and that's the way it was. So when I went onto top of the pops, believe me, I was shuffling just because I was frightened. <laughs> Not because it wasn't some sort of dance routine I'd worked out. It was just you know, just pure fear. You know.
0: Absolutely tremendous. And then um, the records you went on to break. I think you still hold the record for the, uh, the male solo artist uh, to have the first eight singles all chart in the UK top ten. That still remains today. That's tremendous.
2: I think people make this stuff up, you know, because I, I don't know. I mean, surely there's got to be someone who's beaten that by now. There has to be. Do you know what I mean? I, I'll get my sources few... on it. But I like. All that right. Point. I like. That okay. okay. All right. Listen, <laughs> so I'll we'll keep... go with it. I'll go with it. Let's make <laughs> some more up. And there's another. <laughs> well, let's see if this one's true. Then
0: you outsold every other artist in the world between your first five singles. Is that true as well? Uh, oh i don't know that I that a year maybe 18 months you, you outsold everybody else in the world
2: oh, i don't know i know never going to give you up always that was the biggest song yeah. th- that year i think and and you know obviously um i think in america well i don't think i know in america they had a song called T- together forever was their second choice and that was the number one there as well yeah. was like the second one and that was that was pretty bonkers to be honest because you know i think a lot of people who who love music or have been in bands and all the rest of it a lot of our favourite artists, obviously from the UK or from different parts of the world, but so much of it is from America. And to, mm-hmm. the, to actually be in America and be thinking, some of my favourite singers and artists actually may hate me, but, all, but know who I am, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, and that was an amazing experience. That was kind of like, you know, I'd be going doing TV shows and stuff and, and you know, they'd have an artist on there that, that I'd idolised for the last few years or what have you, and there I am, I'm on the same programme as them, you know, and that was... You know, that, that's stuff that you don't ever forget, I don't think. it's um, It does sort of make you stop and think, you know, it's great.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Rick, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to My you on the show. And if we could just leave off by you introducing your big single for us one last time, that'd be perfect.
2: Absolutely. This is Rick Astley, and this is Never Gonna Give You Up. So that was Mr. Rick Astley. What a wonderfully
0: down-to-earth, lovely fellow he is. He was just so nice, just easy to talk to, and he's
1: just so open about everything as well. Never gonna give, never gonna give. Hey, he says that about you as well, <laughs> eh, hey? Rick Astley? To think he was what he was in a bar before he got discovered because it was a uh, Pete Warman that saw him uh, back in what mid-eighties, eighty-five, was it? Yeah, must was, in, have been, was it FBI he was in something like something that right, yeah.
0: yeah originally he told me he was originally a drummer wow um, and then I think the singer left so he kind of took up the singing role and then Pete Waterman saw him and said look you've got it that kind of thing yeah. The yeah, yeah, band yeah. drop them
1: listen lad you've <laughs> got it yeah, I like trains you've got it that's what he probably <laughs> said I like trains <laughs> um, I like trains they're my um, friends
0: yeah. yeah. so yeah he pretty much um, had the decision to make do I kind of go on with the, the guys that yeah. I'm friends with and they and said dumb look, dumb. don't be stupid go
1: on what would happen if, if somebody said that to you
0: about me without even thinking you know in, the, in you less t- than a heartbeat I'd be like I can't leave him I can't leave him is
1: that what you feel of course I would of course I would because I feel a bit guilty because I would I would just say well Paul, Paul Schmoe that's what I was doing <laughs> I want to think Big post-mall whatever before that whatever well, yes big I've, time we've still got spot. we've still got to finish it
0: well like. let's finish it then anyway Rick Astley massive superstar um, I threw loads of stats at him he was he was saying he wasn't sure if it was right but he was the only male female male solo artist <laughs> I, don't, I didn't mention <laughs> yeah. he was the only male artist I think still to this day That had his first Eight singles Go top ten Wow Not even Robbie Williams Did that Wow
1: Yeah And he kind of questioned it He said really even still now And I said Well, well apparently so right. Yeah so you, I tell you what That's the thing though Is he not um, Like think about now Someone's big in the UK A UK mm. act's It's big in the UK The thing you want to break Is, is you don't, you're not really fussy About the rest of Europe You want to hit the Americas You oh, want to yeah, slam yeah. America But Rick Astley did that Didn't oh, he Oh
0: massive In fact he had two Number ones in America and only one in the UK. Did you know that? I didn't know that at all. Yeah, It's amazing. He was massive all over the world basically. But he said that he retired at the age of twenty seven, back in nineteen ninety three. Exactly. He'd made all his money, he didn't need to at that point he had a um he'd had a child um and at that point he had enough money, he could settle down. He wanted to be with his, with his kid. But he disappeared as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah, he would give it all up. He wanted to be with his kid. That's but what But he said was he was never scenario. gonna give it up
1: though. <laughs> He
0: gave it up And he said Never gonna give you he's a reluctant superstar And he admits that himself He was reluctant he, he kind of did it He went along with it all He wasn't a big flyer But he had to tell the world This kind of that, that. Thinking back I, I can't accept
1: this I can't accept Uh-oh. it Because he, he said He was never gonna give it up And then he got to 27 And he thought How much money have I got? Okay <laughs> I'm gonna give it up And it's like But never gonna, never gonna give Say like, what?
0: Maybe you don't know Who he's talking about It's never give you up Not give it up so the, there only you thing,
1: go. the only thing I'm Shut pleased in. about is Content. after Rick Astley gave it up at the age of 27 I, at that point I was getting I discovered adult movies and there oh was an God. actual equivalent no there's always an equivalent of <laughs> the adult movie world well <laughs> the guy's name was Lick Astley <laughs> It's a true story. Actually I
0: did go to This <laughs> strange in. extent of, of speaking to Rick And saying to him Look My uh, my co-presenter On the podcast Is a bit bizarre And he said to me have you? Can you ask him Ask Rick Can you, can you, you ask him You did it did you, H- right? H- have, have, you uh, have you ever been Approached by like, A no smoking charity <laughs> And this is what He said to me I've got to ask you A question that uh, My podcast co-host Gino Conti Wants me to ask you Um have you ever been approached by any anti-smoking campaigns, under the name of Rick Ashtray, to never give you up?
2: <laughs> I love it. You know, my name in Japan was Lick Ashtray. By the way, that was my that was my, my name. I think I actually had to sign into hotels actually under Lick Ashtray. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I may get my managers to look into that one.
0: Excellent. Right. Well, I'll make sure Gino finds out about that.
1: <laughs> that's magic. I was joking. <laughs>
0: brilliant you're joking you nearly landed me in it there tells you I never thought you'd ask him
1: well you told me to ask him I thought I'd give it a go do you interview you know? next who's going to do the next interview I'll <laughs> make sure I get a next nice big question for you, a big fat question uh-huh. hey but listen let's talk about Rick with Ashley um, just bringing it more up to date 2007 mm-hmm. that's when the Rickrolling happened yes it was what we do with Radiohead and I think it was um, like a group that were against uh, Scientology or Tom Cruise or whatever it was one of the two uh, I don't know which one's bigger to be fair but um, aye and this Rickrolling thing happened where you'd get sent something and you'd click on it was supposed to be this legitimate website or whatever it was and then it was and he
0: got millions of views on YouTube yeah it was bizarre I mean I brought this up I didn't play this out on the podcast but if you listen to the full interview on the show that I did a few weeks ago he mentioned this and he said it was bizarre himself because he got a link from a friend an email from a friend oh check out this blah 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 (laughs) and it's his own song and he's thinking what's this guy on this is a bit bizarre
1: sending you my own song (laughs) but I think eh, Rockstar Games the the game company behind like the Grand Theft Auto games and stuff like that I'm sure I read somewhere they tried it for one of the Grand Theft Auto games they, it was something like that something, something to do with Rick They maybe they invented it I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if, if anyone that, that's downloaded this podcast the thousands <laughs> of you that have if any of you work for Rockstar Games let us know let us know and also can we get some freebies can we get a to the studios because I know you've got a studio in Edinburgh I love Rockstar Games okay we may be part of the media but we're, we're pro Rockstar no all the colour we
0: just okay um, it was, to me some of the biggest Rick Rowling, um sensations that I saw Um, if you check out the Mad Men Rick rolling one Never what Gonna Give I You say? Up brilliant I don't know who's done that I don't know who spent The time doing that But they've cut together Individual words <laughs> From great. scenes To the whole song It's incredible And the other one was uh, Stephen Hawking Getting Rick Rolled oh He was doing some word. sort of um, Big talk in front of everybody On stage And he says this That and the other And he's about to give The answer to some sort Of equation <laughs> thing And it's like It just cuts The video cuts And it's like Never Gonna Give You <laughs> Up
1: Brilliant Absolutely uh, brilliant I laughed and tears I've just remembered <laughs> I've just remembered at twenty-seven, Rick did give us up. He gave it up. Going back to that. But he said, he "In the to he doesn't love me. Well, he loves me actually. He doesn't love me. He loves me." You know, I've still got a pair of Rick Astley pants. The white, white front <laughs> pants what? with his face On the front <laughs> button bit. <bed. laughs> I've still got them I never gave them up I'm like Rick at 27 at the Tad I never gave those pants up They're a bit yellowy white But still They're comfy You okay You okay Paul you okay <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Good day I Did not Good see days. that one coming Anyway, Rick speaking plans. of things you never give up um, Something that is 30 years old we a couple of them uh, to this week's podcast But anyway, something that's 30 years old The original Football Manager was released in 1982 uh, Now I spoke to Kevin Toms Who was the creator of the very, very, very first Football Manager And I also spoke to Kenny Miller Who was one of the co-authors of the book Football Manager Stole My Life So I've kind of put together a little, a little package here Of Kevin discussing um, basically how he came up with the idea of the game and all that sort of thing wow. how, what it was like at the very beginning and then I speak to Kenny about um, some of the levels and extents that people go to when yeah. they're playing the game oh, totally. and then after that we've got a few Football Manager addicts on the end as well Football Manager creating addicts since 1982 1982 saw the launch of the band's Alphaville oh, yeah, it, the it Bites it the and The Lotus Eaters oh, bands but they haven't really stood the test of time. One thing that has stood the test of time since its launch in 1982 though is the computer game
1: Football Manager.
2: I get get lost for for days playing
1: Football Manager. Even when you're one two o'clock in the morning things happen like transfers or games and things like that and you just completely get addicted into the game. 30 years of Football Manager.
0: The very first version of Football Manager was released for the Spectrum, and the man who created the game was Kevin Toms. I caught up with him and asked him if he could ever have dreamt in his wildest imagination that the game would become as big as it has.
3: Uh, No, (laughs) or I should say yes. But uh, yeah, now the game was always, uh, the original game was always popular and people played it a lot for many hours. And so, you know, people got a lot out of it and they enjoyed it very much.
0: The game itself, Kevin told me, was born out of his frustration with trying to create a football manager board game.
3: Well, I I had uh, worked on it as a board game before that and uh, had for many times tried to get it working as a board game. Didn't quite work. But I also became a professional uh, computer programmer. And then I could put the two things together when the, the microcomputers, the right kind of microcomputers, came along and uh, made a computer version of the Football Manager game. And it, was, it fairly quickly it picked up. But uh, obviously it was smaller scale then and grew over time.
0: And grow it did. So much so that it's taken over the lives of many, many people. I spoke to Kenny Miller, co-author of the book Football Managers Stole My Life, and he told me about the lengths some people go to for the game. We're
1: talking about people that dress up in suits for cup finals, that shake the bedroom doorknob before and after every
2: game, pretending it's the opposition manager's hand. That's the lighter side of the, the scale. At a more extreme level, we, we did speak to one guy who had left two different partners uh, and his kids, over football manager just because the, the people in his life wouldn't accept his devotion to the game so it really really flies from the more lighthearted hearted to, to the more serious
0: so I thought I'd speak to a few of the guys around the office just to see how far the addiction can run you can
1: sit there all night it's so easy you know you just get caught up in this world when I played it for an hour then it led on to two hours led on to three and then you're one two o'clock in the morning before you finish it I remember there was one edition that had a
0: addictiveness ring and it was like get out, get out of the house more and stuff like
1: that you know? I've been awake the whole night playing it because you're thinking just one more game I've seen myself not realising it's half past six in the morning and just going for a shower and shaving and getting ready for the day
0: I've held a few press conferences in the toilet I've been in there if the house is empty I speak out loud if there's people
1: in then I can speak in my head it's, 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 it sounds so strange it's one of these games I have to have the next sort of one in the sequence as soon as I see it, it's available you know I get it I mean I've got it on my laptop and my netbook on my desktop PC and on my iPad as well so never without FM I was in school through exam term time and I remember having to study for my exams but really what I was doing on my daughter I was drawing players that I had to buy and think—you know scouting out players like a real manager a Yeah, the, the occasional, you know, you pay more attention to football manager than you do to me, that, that has been said in the past it's, it's not true of course if I had the address for the football manager team I would send them flowers I don't think females get it.
0: I don't think they understand. Well, especially in the older editions when you just have the little dots moving about on a pitch. To them it just looks ridiculous and they don't get it. And That's the one I always get. He's still playing that daft game. And the answer is yes, I
1: am. Because I'm in the Champions League final with Elgin City.
2: Give it up,
1: now that I'm talking about it, I probably want to go buy it again. Football Manager The game that's created
0: Armchair Ferguson's Shankleys, And Steen's For 30 years So 30 years Of football manager I must confess I am a football manager Addict Oh, um, oh wait, Gino Conti's
1: just wait, coming wait, back wait. He's just been out to Oh Yeah, yeah. Ah, Hello. Sorry, sorry. Did it, That football manager thing We're we, we going to speak about now Yeah 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 I was just, I was just yeah, yeah, in, the in the car be... um, That's my little nephew it's my oh. little nephew I hope you don't mind um, right. just, uh, he's, he's, I just got him to sit over here Like just Come on Over here Come on here. Just sit there He's going to be quiet isn't he Just sit there Yeah shh Sit there and listen I've brought you speaking spelling you've got that umbrella you've got a coffee tin and other various metal household items right that we took at the garage so you just sit there yeah hope you don't mind um, um, he's it's just a bit just, small I'm looking after my sister's son because right. it's a Sunday I told you not to do this on a Sunday so he's just going to sit I know he's a bit small I know he's a bit small but you can't really see him because he's got a sheet on okay is that how he that kind of a Michael Jackson thing going on is it
0: What kind of covering the with- Blanket, and that sort of I just wanted to, that's what I wanted to do today. He's a okay. young child, just stay quiet, okay?
1: okay, okay. We're
0: making a podcast. Don't upset Mr. Paul, okay? Don't upset Mr. No, Paul, don't. okay? But don't listen, lots of
1: kids. Don't tell <laughs> the wife that's <laughs> that's the Egyptian cotton sheets. We've got to give that's one of them, okay? So don't tell her, okay? Okay, okay, shh, shh. anyway, okay. yeah, football manager. Yeah, yeah. Are, you a, are you a football manager fan? Uh, yes, um, I still play football manager because um, I know that in a sense that the one that we were talking about mm. in the 80s, that was uh, I think there was three. Uh, and then it's sort of defunct and then yeah. in a sense but that's where the idea of then no, no, yeah no the, kind of snowball from there didn't yeah, he, well
0: he actually sold I think the idea on th- at that point right because ah, he went yeah. off and did other things and but blah 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 I love Football Manager
1: point. it is too addictive that is the thing it yeah. is far too addictive and I think I spoke about it in the podcast better.
0: one I remember from Football Manager 2 I think that was when I first picked up on it but the Football Manager 1 or Football Manager as it was just back then was 1982 it's unbelievable it goes back that far and how basic it was but it's the same principle it's the yeah, same it thing yeah. do you know what I mean
1: I think there's more there's more more scope now. There's more yeah, teams. it's a lot more that.
0: complex, isn't it? And they're going to the training and team
1: talks and all that kind totally. of stuff that you know. we got the press stuff and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. press yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, but the it. thing is, back then, the original Football Manager was, um, if you're into your computer I mean, I'm a love, I'm a, a massive gamer. I've got a big love for games, but the actual it was coded in in Basic, which at the time I remember being back <laughs> at a school and having those those sort of like urine stained computers they weren't really sort of white. <laughs> they were like that sort of kind of, sort of white yeah, brick color, yep, like yep. council house brick yeah, like color, season. Yeah, and um, they had. Red, red buttons, the F12 button, and all that—they were all red. It was, I think it was the something with the BBC these early things, or whatever it was. Mm. However, um, used to do the coding, and it was all—it was called Basic. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the first football man was was coded in. It was like the basic of basic computer programs. Oh,
0: bonkers, isn't it? absolutely bon- bonkers? anyway. I was speaking on Twitter again. Here we go. This is, I'm loving Twitter these days. I've only been on there a couple of months, but I love chatting away to all these folk. And I was speaking to some guy called the FM fanatic. All oh, right, he was playing as I think. Berry or Portsmouth or something like that anyway and I got in touch with him and said um, what extent do you go to because we heard there in the interview some people uh, sorry in the clip there that some people wear suits on Cup Final Day all that kind of stuff and I said (laughs) to him do you go (laughs) to that kind of extent and he says no I prefer wearing tracksuits training kits for example I've just bought the Pompey tracksuit and the Berry training kit (laughs) and I was like "Ah, Okay, so i messaged messaging back, just saying. Okay, so who, who do you support in real life then? And he yeah. came back with um, York City. <laughs> so here you go. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. People are that fanatical. They go out and buy football training kits of clubs that they're managing on football listen, manager. My last two careers of football manager, oh. right? Hibs FC and uh, Inverness Caledonian. So tried both teams, right? I thought I found a nice couple of clubs in the sort of English Division Two, thinking that'll be my feeder clubs. I'll just bring up the players, bringing the players, and that <laughs> three, four games doing pretty well. Started playing like the likes of the old firm or whatever. Celtic whatever it was Got absolutely pumped <laughs>
0: Football manager Is everywhere now You can get it on your phone I mean I've got it on my phone And yeah. I'm addicted to playing it And I think I'm Crowley Town And we've won the Champions League Twice or something like that ch- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bizarre It's so addictive I can't help it It I is too addictive can't help it Yes 80s Rewind again Podcast with you This is number three I can't believe we're On to number three already just seems to be flying I uh, just want a quick shout out to uh, Gemma McLean who sent a yes, message on Facebook she did she said these podcasts should come with a warning you know <laughs> oh, oh, oh. she did put that on the air um, I was listening to this podcast uh, walking around Edinburgh and was giggling to myself like a lunatic in public it did not look good <laughs> amazing
1: job well done thank you very much Gemma it's just nice to hear little feedback yeah. like that isn't it yeah thank you for, 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 for being brave enough to take this public <laughs> probably, like, probably. Uh, and uh, I've been um, Facebooked by by Gerard from, from Tain in North of Scotland is asking us, to maybe try and include something uh, with, uh, with regards to Debbie Gibson oh, remember right, the okay. blonde yeah, starlet yeah, yeah. so we'll put her on the shelf that shelf up there yeah. for maybe a future that's episode a yeah yeah well I've got a
0: past interview with Tiffany so maybe we could come up with something with that maybe yeah, like teen Yeah, good shout good yeah, shout good shout. good shout anyway speaking of uh, teen idols in, a, in a respect Martika she was uh, huge towards the end of the 80s she was. she was probably bigger here than she was back in America um, but at the time um, when I was speaking to just a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned that she was in a TV show when she was a kid. Kids Incorporated or something. Now this is different because uh, nowadays you've got all these different channels where you yeah. can watch American soaps and programs. Back then, I didn't really know what was going on on American TV unless not, it was shown on the big big TV stations was, over here, which didn't really happen, did it? No, you it was totally the internet different. to search no, or like that. So she was saying she was kind of it's kind of like um, a version of Glee. Kind of like Glee is now That's what it was back then so yeah, was, yeah. and Other stars came through it as well So she was on there She was
1: actually an extra in Annie as well Well, Yeah that's right manner. I was going to say that She was actually one of the, uh, one of one the, of the orphans, orphans yeah. But I think she's uncredited In the actual yeah. movie or whatever it was Yeah. So it's incredible She was a star
0: And then she kind of Always wanted to be a singer She was doing all the stage stuff And then she kind of went big and broke Finally thanks to the TV show She kind of got a record deal And then the, the big singles broke And I think the one that everyone knows her for Is uh, Toy Soldiers which was an absolute step massive step. hit, and that was recently covered. Eminem got involved. Yep, Eminem got involved. Then in, uh, we'll listen to a clip of the interview that I did with her here, where she talks about the song and how it came about, and how she felt when Eminem did actually approach the record company to use her track. Welcome to the show, Martika.
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm fantastic speaking to you anyway. Um... Yeah, well, superstar's superstar, that's all I can say, right back from the very early days of your life when you, you were in the, the Annie film, weren't you?
3: <laughs> yes, I started quite young. I was dancing on movie sets by the time I was 12. I was one of the dancing orphans. They used to... Um, our our makeup and wardrobe consisted of putting dirt on our faces and messing our hair up. It was pretty fun.
0: And it's got a bit glamorous uh, since then for you, thank God. But, uh, yeah, and then from the age... Uh, you must have been late teens, you, you went on to launching a music career. Now, was, was that a hard switch or was that something that you always wanted to do as well.
3: Well, it was pretty natural coming off Kids Incorporated. I used to say, like, I would pract- was practicing for my music videos on the show, and obviously, and we were doing a lot of pop songs and oldies and, and original material as well. So it was quite a natural um you know progression for me to uh, move into recording my own uh music
0: over here you had some big big hits as well and especially for us on the 80s show the two big ones for us i feel the earth move and toy soldiers can you tell us a little bit about those songs
3: yeah um, well obviously I feel the earth move being the old Carol Kling Carol Kling that's funny <laughs> Carol King classic from uh, Tapestry and the producer on this album wanted to do this high energy remake of it and then uh, Toy Soldiers it's really different and um, I always say like I had gone to a, a rock and roll club the night before to some friends of mine were in a band and uh, I lived in LA so we were on the Sunset Strip the famous Whiskey A Go Go mm. uh, I went to see a of rock band and the night before and I actually had took, taken my producer to go see it um, he was very uh, he was the real bubblegummy poppy side of things <laughs> and I was like you gotta come see some rock and roll dude you know <laughs> and so I guess the the mood of that night kind of seeped into um, the next day's session which is why probably Toy Soldiers has a little bit more of a darker moodier vibe than uh, the rest of the album
0: and what's the meaning behind Toy Soldiers What's the, what's the essence behind it?
3: <laughs> well, you know, um, he has the, the title, and he, I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> he said, I don't know, that's your problem. You figure <laughs> it out, you know. And uh, so, you know, um, just the whole vibe with uh, We All Fall Down Like Toy Soldiers, and, um, you know, it felt like a nursery rhyme, and it was... You know, it was pretty much just kind of putting cool imagery together and tying it together that way. And then I had somebody that I was close to that was going through some stuff. So I kind of tapped. I I wasn't going through stuff back then. I was just a kid, so Mm -hmm. I had no darkness to talk about (laughs) that I knew of at the time, really. Um, So I pretty much tapped into somebody's other person's experiences, and he was struggling with some things. And so I just thought, well, I wonder what he's feeling. You know, like from the point of view of somebody that's going through um, a, a struggle.
0: And as you said, it became almost your iconic track, didn't it? Did m uh, approach you or the record company approach you to use the, the sample from your track?
3: Yeah, it's one of those, you know, Hollywood. Well, his people contacted my people, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, the message came to me. Guess what? Eminem wants to know if he can have permission to, you know, take your masters of toy soldiers into the studio. He wants to sample. Some how did of that. that feel? Because at
0: the time, Eminem was massive, wasn't he? Well, he still is now, but at the time, he was he was huge in the world. So, how did that feel?
3: I was. Came out of nowhere, really, and for me, it was really flattering that an artist of his caliber and level—you know, he's a global superstar—it was pretty cool that of all of the songs that he could have wanted to mess around with, he wanted to uh, do one of my songs. So, um, again, you just don't really expect a phone call like that to come out of nowhere. And I was doing, you know, (laughs) backflips because I really uh, like a lot of the work that that he does. And so I felt pretty comfortable in knowing that the level of um, production and the quality of the work would be, you know, something that I could feel good about. So I trusted him and his production and the people that he works with. So I, I was very excited about it.
1: I remember Martika was really hot really attractive <laughs> so I think she's part Cuban as well yeah I think yeah. she is wouldn't mind giving that a smoke <laughs> got a message sent me. that like, second one there wow was that from the real Martika yeah that was great fun and I'm so looking forward to meeting you in person when I come to the UK thank you again kiss 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 that's five kisses and five knots that's like do you know what that means wow I think it's just I'm going oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you get messages like from I don't get any messages you don't get people.
0: messages no. do tell you, me? you what in the last couple of weeks I've had uh, messages from Belinda Carlisle what Richard Marks what um, from Sinita from Roland me- Rat, from uh,
1: <laughs> the only message I've had recently <laughs> is anytime you get milk on the way home <laughs> <laughs> right, that was from Hulk Hogan so yeah Hulkamania
0: on Sam Fox she retweeted me yesterday what the hell hey hey I'm a Twitterati Something. You are a Twitter Artie. You're a Twitter don't, Artie. Don't go getting all abusive on me here. Did you know Courtney on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, the wonderful Martika. She's uh, back with some new music. She's recording some stuff and she's touring Australia and she's trying to put a tour together over here as well. She's mentioned different dates. I hope and stuff, she comes. So. Over, uh, she's really Come
1: attractive. She's really, she's really sexy. She's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Although she won't speak to me, probably. She'll no. be too busy messaging you, going, get, 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 no, 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 whatever. <laughs> Hold on. Is that boy's finger glowing? Uh, what's mean? Right? Right? No, shh, Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. It's just, it's just, I think he's noticed that I, I gave myself a paper cut earlier on. I've got a little bit of blood. That looks sore. Uh, stop! I need to tell you something. What? Right, you know how we're doing this thing about E.T., right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 2012 now. Yeah. E.T.'s yeah. like 30. Yeah. And to celebrate the release of E.T. in the 30th edition, mm. they've done these this Blu-ray, it's like a special edition. Hmm. Well, you know, like an original E.T. movie where he goes back into mother ship? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's calm, yeah, yeah. He didn't go back. No, that's so up there. No, <laughs> no way! It's, I've kept him. I've kept him.
0: What are you doing you really, can't get him out. It's not illegal, is it? Oh, you can't have him in here. What, he's,
1: he's fine. He's what fine. Is he going to hurt me? He's not going to hurt me, is he? No, it? He's, he's not going to hurt you. No, 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 shh. Like sh- calm down, calm down, calm down. He's all right, he's all right. He, he just wants to drink beer from the fridge. That's all he wants to do.
0: Marion from uh, Sunday night. She's probably left some in there. So
1: just yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do.
0: But listen, do you know Wait, what? He me? stays outside the desk. I'm, he's fine he's, back, fine. he's I'll fine. He's fine.
1: He's fine. On his speaking spell earlier on, scared me. Scared me. On, he gave me some notes on his speaking spell earlier because okay. he was using it to contact his family. He had a few phone calls to make. I take him up the woods. It was a Nightmare. She tried to that. Sometimes missed it. Tell you what, I didn't have an appropriate footwear either. Nightmare. <laughs> no, just giving me HTC and no, because he did not know what that is. Oh, okay. he wants to. He wants to the old-fashioned way. Oh, I okay. said to him, I said, look, have my Samsung Galaxy. Okay? <laughs> okay, you can go Facebook and everything. He was like, no. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't want to do that. <clears throat> Something wrong with him. Anyway, I feel that what was missing from the original ET movie, and that's why, in a sense, I abducted ET. That's why I said, all right, Spielberg, oh, America's a good place, for I'm blaze, not sure blah, blah, blah. you should be telling people you abducted E.T. I abducted E.T., okay, because usually it's aliens that abduct us, and you get got something up your old, you know, the probe and that. You get the probe, <laughs> maybe I have to take that word out, but you get the probe, you get probed. And I thought, I'm not going to probe him. I'm not going to probe I'll probe him again and again to say, what do you want from the shops and that, but apart from <laughs> that, right? So I feel that why I abducted E.T., right, why I brought E.T. to the UK, why I brought him to Scotland, okay? Okay. And the North has got in particular because it's easy to go up the woods you can pick up woods I love a from the woods <laughs> however my point is that what was missing from the original E.T. movie and they're still not including this in the new Blurry is E.T.'s debriefed his mum when he got back on the mothership <laughs> in the movie he could have said something like Only scene. to be fair mum Earth is quite rubbish, you know? Mm-hmm. The kids, they do this thing every Halloween. It's called trick-or-treating. And then, like, other parts of Europe, they call it guising. And uh, all they did was throw a sheet over me. You had the big lad, he had a knife through his head, remember yeah, that? And he yeah, kept yeah. Going, oh, stop! <laughs> I feel that he um, was misrepresented all right. when he was putting that cupboard amongst really? the toys, okay? Nobody understands what Stretch St- St- Armstrong did to him, okay? He <laughs> led over between four or five teddy bears and stuff. And maybe touched them inappropriately. Oh. Okay, all these things are coming out nowadays. Why okay? do you two come up with a sequel? Well, about like, ET like won't is, do instead, sequel. Of,
0: instead of the E, instead of E T, you can have the Conti, and instead of extraterrestrial, the
1: extratesticle. Because e- <laughs> how about that? E T extratesticle. <laughs> so it's a man who goes to the doctor and says, <laughs> "Hi, doctor. Uh, doctor, if you don't mind, I'll just, um, I'll just." Oh, take my belt off. Oh, my God. Take my trousers down. I there. told you, keep um, your gun. I've got... I've <laughs> in its holster, that's right. You did tell me that. No, but that's, that's what we'll do, right? You and I, right? Okay, oh, to hell with the 3rd oh, oh, anniversary okay. of E.T. In fact, what we'll do is we'll let you hear my featurette about the thirtieth anniversary, bloody. And while we listen to that, Paul and I and E.T., uh, we'll actually start scripting about the comeback E.T. 2 testicle. It's amazing. Growing up, you always want to be part of the in-crowd. Somebody's best friend. We all had play friends or even imaginary friends, but can you imagine having the best friend anybody could ask for? Somebody that would be there for you no matter what, through the good times and the bad, through the fun times and the sad. Can you imagine having the best friend of them all? Well, that's what Steven Spielberg did in 1982. In 1975, he directed Jaws. In 1978 he directed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1981, he directed Raiders of the Lost Ark. And
2: now, Steven Spielberg brings us E.T. The Extraterrestrial.
1: The movie tells the story of a unique friendship between a young alien who's accidentally left behind on Earth and a young boy. It's a heartwarming story told in a spectacular way as we take the same emotional journey as the two main characters, E.T., the extraterrestrial, and Elliot, played by Henry Thomas, who got the part when he was 11 years old. Here he is at his audition for the role. Is it true,
0: is there an alien in this house? Yes, sir. Well, as you know, I'm from the government. I'm part of the United States government, and I am empowered to take that alien with me. But you can't take him away, he's mine. Well, but the government is bigger than you are, Elliot. And I, I really—I have all the authority to take him. And I got to tell you, I'm going to take him.
3: I can't take him.
1: One day, his life changes forever when he hears a strange noise coming from outside the house. At first, Michael, the eldest in the house, decides to investigate with his friends Stop now you guys stay right here You stay here Mom we'll check it out Elliot thinks it's an animal so armed with only sweets and a torch he too ventures out for a closer (laughs) look. After Elliot figures out it's another being he manages to get it into the house and to teach it a few things
0: This is Pez candy so you eat it you put the candy in here and then when you lift up the head candy comes out
1: and you can eat it What's up? at first Elliot manages to keep E.T. a secret but not for long
3: hey Elliot where's your goblin shut up
1: did he come back well did he
0: yeah he came back but he's not a goblin. He's a spaceman. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes,
1: extraterrestrial. Elliot and ET strike up an amazing friendship, and after a short while, he decides that his new friend should meet his family, Michael.
0: Okay, uh, swear it one more time. I have absolute, you have absolute power.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Gertie. Michael, Gertie, and Elliot treat ET like one of their own. However, that's not enough for the alien. And after a short while, E.T. decides that he must make contact with his real family who left them behind. Um, home. Armed with a speaking spell, umbrella, circular saw blades, and a few other things, Elliot and E.T. head into the woods to make contact. This is when the movie takes a dramatic turn, and before our friends know it, government agencies are onto them. It's a race against time. The scientists want E.T., but all Elliot wants is to get the extraterrestrial home any means necessary. It's too bumpy. We'll have to walk from here! E.T! Not so high!
0: Not so high!
1: At the time, the movie went on to become... An absolute blockbuster It was bigger than Star Wars And held the record as the highest grossing film of all time For the following decade This year it's the 30th anniversary of this iconic childhood classic And for the first time the movie has been released on Blu-ray This version reinstates the original animatronic close-ups of E.T. And the rifles carried by the police at the roadblock during the bike chase To this day it's still a fantastic movie and if you haven't converted to Blu-ray, then maybe this is your excuse. Home, phone, phone, home. Alright, we're just going to go soon. Okay, we're just going to go soon. Phone, home, phone. I told you to keep him <laughs> quiet during this. Don't upset him, Paulie. Eh? He's an alien. Okay, he's like Sting in New York. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's, that. You know, he's not got time to write a song about it. He's too busy with his speaking spell, umbrella, little <laughs> bites of bits of metal, couple of fan belts. I'm sorry, but home. if he's
0: some superior being, why is he still stuck on speaking spell?
1: Why's he not got an iPad? He's maybe a bit retarded, maybe. <laughs> Alright. Maybe he's got like you know, back in the days and eighties and stuff. Okay. He's all oh, his life, he's not been he's been misdiagnosed. Alright. He might have ADHD. Right, or maybe he's got okay. like what Rain Man okay. had. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's find out if he's got what Rain Man had. One. Ah, just throw my pen. No, I'm not getting toothpicks. <laughs> oh my word So yeah, there's E.T. Yeah, E.T. Yeah, yeah Now you can actually buy the Blu-ray on its own mm-hmm. um, With all the bits and bobs Or you can buy it on its own With a little doll of E.T. No, okay, 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 shut up so I
0: remember I my, my, I little, my little brother had a, uh, an E.T. kind of um, teddy thing It was one of them really heavy ones Like a, like a beanie one, but Like a yeah, yeah. thick and heavy beanie yeah, one yeah. I Remember it had massive feet He needs to hit me with it
1: Did he? Yeah We had a battery operated sort of rubber latex one and, Sorry, um, what? Are we still talking about E.T. yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you just control yourself? I'm just giving with my toys. <laughs> with a battery operated rubber, rubber, rubber latex E.T. And the finger used to glow, right? And it was a little, but it was bloody dangerous. It was a little bulb, right? And I used to put in my mouth and say, "Mom, look how hot this is. And one day I burn my tongue? And she was like, oh My word, you wouldn't get a kite mark nowadays for that. I tell you. Hey, home. Shut up. I've a podcast, you idiot. I'm not rude. Now you're being rude to him. You told me not to be rude to him. Now you're being rude to him. Tell you what, I wish I had that thing with men in black. <sighs> I can figure this old 30 years having this thing around me. It's a nightmare at night. So one, one, one night Jenna went over and she grabbed him instead of me. <laughs> All you heard was, ouch! Woke me up. Tell you, nightmare. Anyway, <laughs> aye, so right now at the end of the episode two, we paid homage to the fact it was Halloween stuff because it was our October podcast, and we recreated Thriller. We certainly did, yeah. Thriller was um,
0: it was a massive, massive hit, wasn't it? Probably one of the Still biggest, is one of the kind of biggest of of... albums, I would think as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably is probably the biggest selling album of all time. The, the video itself was probably the most iconic video around, wasn't but, well, it? When you that... think at the
1: time when it was made, it's just just incredible. Well, it was it was at John Landis. It was all we do, American Wolf yeah, for London. He was the guy, Michael yeah. Jackson was at home with um, with bubbles one night and he was cuddling bubbles and having popcorn games that was oh bubbles I love this and bubbles like <laughs> and he loved the movie too and he went I'm going to phone that John Landy and I'm going to say to him I want to make video like this and that's what he did and that's what it came about it's just superb and we recreated that however we had a, we had a few problems we had a few issues with a few obstacles yeah, yeah. We had a few gremlins to quote something else mm-hmm. in these, yes first of all we had sound problems I need to hear it. I had it last time. How am I looking at this time?
0: Because that was it playing at the desk at the same time. I'll do it. I'll do it, I'll do it that way. I'll just do it for the desk. Oh, I mean. yeah. That way we can just beat match it. Mm-hmm. Not too good. Yeah, that wasn't the best. Was it? Not the best. And then um, I got. Very... This is the thing as well. I mean, people they heard the polished, the, the finished, polished was article, was which, which just sounded like, like uh, Stock Aitken and Waterman had produced it. It yeah. was that good. It a was. A friend that of good. mine.
1: A friend of mine thought we'd redubbed it. That's what he <laughs> thought. Uh, but I got quite impatient with Paul's direction on it. On, on, on this, this one. Yeah. It's close to hold me.
0: on, hold on. <laughs> Right, this one caught up now. It's gone. Oh, <laughs> it's gone. I want you. You're like, this one,
1: no, no. That no, one, no no, no, no. And then we had a few timing issues and all.
0: Because it's feeling.
1: Feeling there. Mm.
0: Why is this not a start of singing earlier?
1: That he is.
0: Ah, oh, I think we went in a bit early.
1: Feeling there.
0: Uh. Must have started a couple of beats early.
1: Ah. Get him them, look. at look. after my children. Oh,
0: so all in all, it wasn't probably the easiest of things to make. no, no. But,
1: but like anything else,
0: it worked out in the end. It certainly did. Yeah, and yeah. Neil and Forrest, he got in touch and said he absolutely loved the thriller bit on the end. Excellent. And a big shout out as well. Very thanks to uh, Guy Harris who did the yes, the Vincent was, Price bit was on the end. Yes, thank he's you, a guy. Very professional voiceover. You'll hear him everywhere. Basically, he's yeah. a me- megastar voiceover man. So thank you very much to him for for doing that little voice for us on the end. But did yeah. a fantastic Vincent Price. Fantastic, yeah. brilliant, fantastic. brilliant job. Absolutely brilliant job. So yeah, it's it's November. I can't believe it's November. It's the believe- November podcast. my birthday month my birthday month it's my birthday month I've just had my birthday month actually yes thanks for the birthday card that you didn't send me I,
1: I didn't know it was your birthday I thought you were a summer baby Sound like Osama baby <laughs> I'm, I'm an upset. Osama baby <laughs> <laughs> well, You've got a beard <laughs> That's true yeah Yes yes I'm it In the back of my hair and that yeah You don't live in a complex do you No In a, in a desert <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you I need, okay. back. I need to to him back Oh my, my. I think he's maybe done a A wee mistake <laughs> Alright pal We're going to get back eh? What do I do Do I watch a bloony of your own film <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just drive him somewhere to leave on He's like... probably thinking the same of you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can drive? <laughs> on his bike, on his bike. Thank you very much to Mr. E.T. and okay. Mr. Conti okay. for another wonderful episode. We're done. That's We're done. it, yeah. Unless you want to keep
1: going. No, 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 no. E.T., are you waiting to come with me? I'll be right here okay <laughs> there we are yeah that sounds like the Russian guy in Rocky yeah. then <laughs> no it sounded more like Alec Guinness <laughs> at his Star Wars you're the force Luke the force <laughs> I've had a great time you do you want to go for lunch do you want to go for lunch let's
0: go for lunch I think that's a great idea anyway that's it for episode 3 we'll be back for episode 4 in uh, 3 weeks time which will be the end of November I mm.
1: think yes until then keep loving 80s uh, stay where you are uh, think about the last 30 years if there's anything that you think that we want to talk about we said Gerard wants us to do Debbie Gibson stuff so we can do that you can uh, get us on Twitter the Gino Conti because I don't get many mentions of people talking about <laughs> at all
0: 80s Paul yeah if you want to follow me there on Twitter and interact that'd be good yeah, yeah
1: and if you follow him you can follow Follow me and follow you I will mm, 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 mm. It's my favourite Genesis song that I like Phil Collins But you know how Phil Collins Has to sell a cheap drumsticks in his hands nowadays I need to do the same I'm trying to do the magazine <laughs> That was lonely, so, didn't it, it was lonely I had a monobrow I had monobrow I, I, mono I had to shave it Do you do that now? No, not at all <laughs> now, now it seems to just want To grow my back It's nice,
0: nice And on that hairy note We'll leave you right here <laughs> On that hairy note He's done well <laughs> 80's Rewind again don't forget 80's Rewind show every Tuesday night on MFR2 between 7 and 9 and Mr Conti he's around every single day pretty much apart from Sundays well you're on this Sunday because you're doing the podcast yeah yeah
1: but yeah Monday through Friday on breakfast 6 or 10 6 or 10 with Nicky Martin and on it also Saturday afternoon 2 till 6 okay? I'm going to shoot as you say well signara. bye
2: oh, yeah. the 80's Rewind again with Paul Stevenson and Gino Conti